Coming to you live from Ruby Jeans Kitchen and Juicery, it's the Hand Plus Podcast, where each week I and normally my co-host Tristan Mayer break down this week in streaming. Uh, unfortunately, Tristan got held up at work, so you're just stuck with me this week. It's going to be kind of a super quick episode. We just wanted to put one out there, uh, remind people a little bit of what's uh, been coming out, a little bit of news. Uh, so some of the stuff on this sidebar is a little inaccurate because I created it when uh, I thought Tristan was going to be here and it was from stuff he had told me he had watched. So look out next week for uh, some of this stuff to be talked about, but I could talk about some of it because I watched some of it or I was aware uh, of the news of it. So um, let's kick this off. And also the the top five trilogies, I, that is going to be a YouTube short that we put out uh, within the next week or so. That is not one of our topics. Uh, we are just not with it today. We are we are struggling. I'm riding the struggle bus today. But normally, I ask Tristan this question. Tristan, how is your week in streaming? Uh, I'm going to ask myself this question. Uh, there isn't anything. I don't know what's going on. I honestly don't know why people pay for streaming services right now. Uh, each week, the last basically since mid-December, Tristan and I have had the same topic. What is people supposed to be watching? We struggle. This, uh, my job as the host of this show is to go out there and search for things to watch. And I'll scroll across the recommended, and it'll be like old stuff, stuff that they bought, not necessarily new stuff that they've created. And I'm just like, if I didn't have this streaming service i don't know what or if i didn't have this podcast where i had to talk i feel like i'd start canceling some of these uh streaming services i don't need them i don't know why anyone needs them like what what has come out on amazon prime and i mean obviously you're gonna have amazon prime for the shipping but what's come out on amazon prime video potentially since uh rings of power that you've watched that you've cared about why 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 do we have amazon prime video at this point has anyone even logged into their Amazon Prime Video account in the last two months. Same with Netflix. Uh, Netflix has the reality dating shows, you know, but other than that, what's what's coming out on Netflix we need to be watching? Hulu. What's coming out on Hulu we need to be watching? Disney Plus. Disney Plus, we've talked about a little bit of Mandalorian. You know, Mandalorian's coming out tonight. Uh, Bad Batch has been coming out. I understand a little bit of why someone would have Disney Plus, but Hulu, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Netflix. Yeah. The streaming services honestly have been letting us down. Uh, there's really no reason to have them right now. And uh, so with that, let me kick off some of these news topics. Because uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, watched one thing this week. Uh, other than that, I just have been spending the last week watching... Uh, Summer House on Peacock catching up. There's a new season that dropped. Uh, it's a fun reality show. It's basically uh, like the real world. Essentially, it started off as 20-somethings living in a house together on the weekends in the Hamptons while they work during the week. And now you kind of follow the same group of friends. And like most reality shows, they've all just kind of become influencers and stuff. They really don't have the same day job they've had. But I talked about that show last week last week so let's kick off some news uh we got some hbo max news uh succession kind of a game of thrones ish show but set in today's modern business world about this family and uh dealing with the succession of like who's going to take over this company i'll be honest i have not watched a single episode of this show it's been highly recommended people talk about it 
super high praise. Uh, I haven't gotten into it. But it's uh, ending with season four. So I think this is, in a weird way, good news if you're a fan of the show. It means there's an end in sight. There's a goal that we are reaching towards. And, uh, you know, like any good story, it's going to have a beginning, middle, and end. So honestly, if you're a Succession fan, maybe you were hoping for a season five or a season six. But I think relatively you should be happy. Hey, we're having an ending. This is ending how the creators wanted it to end. And so you can always go back and watch it from season one, episode one on and know, hey, like we're getting a full story told here. Some other news, uh, David Zoslev, kind of the head over there at HBO, and I think he's kind of the whole head of the Warner Brothers Discovery situation, has said that direct-to-HBO Max movies added no value. Um, obviously, I think people uh, were you know, people watch some of the movies directly added to HBO Max. I know there was like the Zack Snyder, uh, Justice League, and some other movies, and I'm sure people ha were happy, but I think overall what he's saying is the budget compared to what they got in subscribers or retained in subscribers just isn't there. And uh, I can believe it. I think overall um, the streaming services we've been talking about it the last few weeks are going to learn, hey, quantity over quality. If you just channel out a new thing every week and it kind of sucks um no one's really gonna care if you can have a consistent flow of one thing you know you kind of have your main your big tentpole shows two or three shows uh with a couple months in between and then you have a worthy backlog that's it's not really worth canceling because hey maybe i want to watch some of these movies or shows i think that's going to be the best uh way moving forward if you know disney plus is really cranking out maybe four or five shows a year aimed at kind of kids, teenagers, as far as live action goes, uh, two Star Wars shows, two uh, Marvel shows, and then maybe throw in like a live action Indiana Jones show. There was the young Indiana Jones Adventures back in the day or the Willow show like they had. But I think if you're just kind of cranking out shows and movies, like there was that Cheaper by the Dozen movie that Tristan and I trashed when it came out. Like that's not getting you any subscribers. That's not retaining subscribers. That's just attaching your brand to bad content. I think that's kind of the worst way to go about things. So I think if people respect what your content is and they know, hey, if HBO Max is releasing it, it's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it. If Disney Plus is releasing it, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. And I think they can have their own kind of diverse um selections of what they offer hbo max is going to be obviously a little bit more adult oriented disney plus more family oriented and i think hulu who knows what they are why they exist uh amazon prime has showing they're more of kind of an action type uh thing they got their jack ryan show obviously you have the boys uh the head man in the high tower which is a little bit more political thriller so i would say even amazon prime's kind of niche is kind of that political thriller actiony type show because the boys does have some political elements to it um and so yeah i think part of the problem is what is netflix's brand like what do you kind of associate with netflix and i think that's what they have to figure out anyways moving on so yeah back to what i was saying the movies didn't add value to hbo max yeah because name a good hbo max original movie all right uh, Tristan obviously did watch the search party. I didn't. I can't talk about it. It's on our sidebar. Uh, you'll hear about it next week. We also have some news going over to Amazon Prime, and that is The Night Manager Season 2 is in the works with Tom Hiddleston. So originally this was a show created by BBC One, aired on AMC in America in like 2016, 2017, 
And now I believe Amazon Prime has the rights to it, so they're going to release it with BBC One in the UK and on Amazon Prime here in the United States. So if you were a Night Manager Season 1 fan, it's been five or six years, but hey, uh, we're getting uh, Night Manager Season 2 coming to Amazon Prime. I never watched it, so I don't know much about it. But hey, if you're bringing a show back that only had one season after six or seven years, it's got to be pretty decent. So if you like Tom Hiddleston, who... Everyone knows played Loki in the MCU. Definitely check it out. Uh, and then The Consultant. I'm not going to lie. I tried to watch uh, the first episode, but I fell asleep about halfway through because I, I started it at like 10 o'clock. Bad idea. Don't start a show at 10 o'clock. And that wraps up Amazon Prime. I said this is going to be a quick episode, super fast episode. Probably be out of this in 30 minutes. Just kind of keeping people up to date, getting this episode out, uh, letting them know what's coming down the pipeline as far as streaming. So, over to Netflix. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the man, the myth, the legend, is returning to television. Last time he was on television, I believe, when he was uh, hosting his version of Celebrity Apprentice. Now, he is the star of the Netflix show FUBAR, uh, which is coming to Netflix May 25th. Just kind of looks like a typical action-y type show. Typical Netflix, not very good quality. Watch the trailer. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but nothing about that trailer made me excited or interested in this show at all. And I think that's Netflix's whole thing is uh, quality, not quantity. So Netflix throws a new thing out there. Why should I be excited? If Netflix was known for quantity and not quality, they say, hey, we have a show starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's an action show. I'd be a little more interested. Right now, I'm expecting it to be bad. I've seen 20 seconds of it, and I expect it to be bad, which is why Netflix is hemorrhaging money. Some other Netflix news, just a little reminder, we got uh, Chris Rock Live is going to be a live stand-up comedy special. Normally, they're obviously pre-recorded, usually comedians film, you know, film that special two or three times, and they kind of cobble, edit together the best version. Chris Rock says, screw all that, I'm doing it once, doing it live, and it's going to be broadcast live on Netflix on March uh, 4th at uh, 10 Eastern time. I believe that's a Saturday. So if you're a Chris Rock fan, if you're a comedy fan, uh, probably going to be tuning into that. Uh, if I'm awake, 10 p.m. is a little late for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'll probably be watching it. I'm excited for it. Uh, some Netflix content I did watch. I did watch uh, the next batch of Perfect Match. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think it's fun. It's kind of like the all-star version of all of the kind of Netflix reality shows. Uh, people, it's... My main problem is a lot of them were pre-existing relationships, people who were kind of dating on again, off again, who are now just stuck together on the show, or people who uh, were friends. You can kind of tell it's just a friend situation. They're not really actually interested in each other. Um, I don't know if this is anything I want a season two of, because they kind of just brought back all the heavy hitters. Maybe this isn't a show that they do every year, but every three or four years, uh, we shall see. Uh, I'm intrigued by it and interested to see how it ends. I feel like I kind of know who wins. Uh, yeah, that's kind of going to wrap up Netflix as we move over to Disney+. Plus. Uh, and that is the first bit of news and the only bit of news I really have. And that's Eric Stone Street, uh, who people know from Modern Family, is being cast as Mad Santa for season two of The Santa Clauses. Uh, my main thing with The Santa Clauses, I watched season one. I thought this was kind of going to be uh, Tim Allen kind of passing the torch on to Cal Penn, who was going to kind of lead the show. If this were to get a season two, 
and it's gonna be Cal Penn as the Santa Claus. Spoiler alert, that's not how it is. It's just Tim Allen is the Santa Claus again. It introduced weird things to the lore that I think lessen the movies and make it make rewatching, especially that first movie, not as good and not as like interesting. And it kind of ruins the first movie for me in a way. Uh, I'm not at all excited for season two. I have really no interest in it. I will probably check it out for the sole purpose of this podcast and probably tell people to steer clear of it. Uh, because even if it's twice as good as season one, I really don't know why anybody would watch it. And uh, so, um, let's see. Yeah. Uh, another piece of content I watched on Disney Plus was actually Black Travel Across America. This was a National Geographic documentary uh, where essentially this woman went from New York and then went down and then to the west, which I believe, you know, if you're looking down and to the west. And uh, she was interested in Black History. It's obviously part of Black History Month. And following the Green Book, if people saw the movie Green Book, that won Best Picture a few years ago. Same thing as far as what she was following. And she went to different restaurants and different businesses. Uh, she went to the Negro League, I believe, Hall of Fame or Museum talk to the people there. She went to Kansas City and there was this uh, guy who uh, wanted to honor his grandmother and started a restaurant based kind of on her cooking. It's a juicery and he said it's the, and this is in Kansas City, and he said it's the first um, like health food restaurant or healthy restaurant on the east side of Kansas City and he was concerned at first about building it in the middle of a food desert and he ultimately decided that's what he wanted to do and that's what he should do. And uh, and talking to the people in Denver, which I didn't know, I guess the area of Denver uh, was called West Harlem because a lot of like jazz musicians from Harlem and people would travel and end up, uh, you know, touring there. They played for white people where they couldn't stay in the hotel. So after they were done with their like official performance, why they went there, they would go to like these bars and restaurants and perform for the other black people and for the bars and restaurants. And it's like a 45 minute super quick watch. I watched it last night. I thought it was uh, interesting if you're a fan of history. Uh, you know, I don't say fan of history, but if you're interested in history, uh, definitely worth checking out. It's not like mind blowing. It's not like a mind blowing documentary, uh, but really quick watch, really interesting. Uh, a lot of things in it I didn't exactly know. Uh, so like I said, worth checking out. Uh, we got some Mandalorian, uh, coming tonight. That's kind of our last bit of Disney Plus conversation. Mandalorian season three, episode one. Uh. Gonna just drop some thoughts, drop some predictions. So I have it in video, full predictions, uh, and I can come back later and you guys can say, hey, you're right. You know, if you're wrong, tweet at us at this at the hand plus at t h e h a n d p l u s if you think I'm right or if I'm wrong, or if you watch the episode before you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, uh, you can make fun of me or be like, holy crap, you were right. Uh, my first prediction. Anakin Skywalker is the one who took Grogu from the temple. Um, you know, you go back to season two when Ahsoka meets Grogu. And actually, yeah, season two where Ahsoka meets Grogu. And she does like that little mind meld thing with him and talks about his past. And she says he was taken from the temple and immediately everything goes dark. So something tells me when he was grabbed from the temple, it wasn't exactly by a good guy because there would have been moments of happiness and joy. And uh, 
you know, there's they've been showing the shot of the Jedi standing there as Order 66 has happened in every single teaser and TV spot in Star Wars and especially Disney has shown for these shows. They really don't show anything much past the first two episodes. And I think the first episode had the final shot, big reveal moment of this is Grogu. The 50-year-old uh, person that Din is going on the bounty for is a baby Yoda. Big reveal. Wow, this is going to be a big Twitter moment shot. Season 2, Episode 1 was Boba Fett. I think Season 3, Episode 1, the show was filming right around the same time as uh, Obi-Wan. I think, boom, Anakin Skywalker was the one that took Grogu from the temple. Uh, I think it would also, you know, be kind of like what George Lucas always said. It's poetry. It rhymes. You have Season 2, Episode 8, the finale. The final moments. Uh, Grogu, surrounded by people. Someone's trying to get in, and he ends up getting rescued by a Skywalker. Season 3, Episode 1, the premiere, Grogu is locked in a room. He's being defended by people, and in comes Skywalker. Only this time, it's not as a protector or a defender, but as a threat. So, that's my prediction. Anakin Skywalker is the one who took Grogu from the temple, ultimately delivered him to Palpatine. Uh, my other prediction, Grand Admiral Thrawn is the season finale reveal. We've already had the big name drop. We had Luke Skywalker in the Season 2 finale. That was kind of the big reveal. Uh, season 1 finale, I'm trying to remember what the big reveal was there, but I know there was one. Oh, it was the Darksaber. The Darksaber uh, was kind of the big finale reveal. That was something from animation coming to live action. Grand Admiral Thrawn obviously started in the Thrawn trilogy and the novels that are now Legends, but he was recanonized in Rebels. So I think Grand Admiral, Grand Admiral Thrawn reveal is going to be the season finale of season three uh i believe somewhere during this season grogu will say his first words i'm not 100 percent sure what they are i assume it's probably going to be what most kids first words are is uh data or dad or something like to that effect i think it'll be a big heartwarming moment and show that grogu is uh aging and maturing um uh, my Next prediction, Din Djarin will accept his fate as the next Mandalore. He will rise the Darksaber as the Mandalorians around him cheer him on, and he knows that I am going to be the next leader of Mandalore, and my job now is to unify Mandalore, and that will be what Season 4 and Beyond are about. And my final prediction, the armorer, the one who helped raise Din Djarin, is uh, Bo-Katan's sister, uh, if you didn't watch Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, and this is kind of a spoiler, Bo-Katan had a sister, Satine Kreese, who was very much a super pacifist. I think if you have the armor as a sister who kind of uh, went away from their teachings, went away from the way of life of Mandalore at the time, super violent, super about weapons, just a very much an extremist, and then you have Bo-Katan kind of in the middle. So that's my final prediction. And also, if you know who Corky Kreese is, I believe that the armorer would be Corky Kreese's mother. And that is my final um, bit about the Mandalorian. And now we're moving to our final bit here. And that is uh, movies with animal in the title. We have uh, Cocaine Bear coming out tonight, or not tonight, but this week. Uh, basically, it's based on a true story of a bear who ingested cocaine in the 80s, I believe, and went on a rampage. So me and Tristan came up with a top 10 list of 
movies that are currently streaming with an animal in the title. And I will pull that list up right now and I will go through list list 10 through 1. And I realize the title if you're watching this on Twitch is inaccurate. I'm sorry about that. If you really wanted to see our top trilogies, uh, go to our YouTube shorts section. It should be there in the coming week, hopefully. So number 10 on the list is The Lobster on HBO Max. Basically, uh, premise of this movie is people are, you know, taken away to this hotel-ish area. And the first thing is they tell you is, hey, if you don't find your match, what animal do you want to be transported to? And uh, the guy, played by Colin Barrel, says he wants to be turned into a lobster. And ultimately, it's, and then basically you have a set amount of time to find your perfect match or find someone to partner up with. If you don't find it in that certain amount of time, you get turned into the animal that you chose. Uh, it's kind of a dark, weird, odd movie. I'm not going to sit here and say it's for everyone. Uh, I enjoyed it to an extent. Uh, but if that sounds something up your alley, uh, definitely check it out. It's, it's called The Lobster on HBO Max. Uh, next at number nine, we have Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, that's currently on Paramount Plus. Uh, I really like this movie. It stars Shia LaBeouf. And it's kind of like a modern day Mark Twain tale where this guy, he's kind of on the run, played by Shia LaBeouf, uh, runs across this other guy uh, named Zach with Down Syndrome. And they meet for the first time and they're kind of traveling across the southern part of the United States uh, because Zach. Uh, wants to go to wrestling school, and Shia LaBeouf's just trying to run away from his problems, so he agrees to take his new f new friend uh, to wrestling school. And uh, it's really a fun movie, funny movie, a dramatic movie. It has heart. Uh, I would I would say pretty much anyone should watch this movie. Definitely, I would say it's like a PG-13 movie. Anyone 12 and up should be able to watch and enjoy this movie. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon on Paramount+. Plus. Next, at number 8, we have A Bug's Life on Disney+. Plus. It's Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, whatever you want to call it, uh, focused on bugs. Uh, it's about it. Made by Pixar, early Pixar movie. Everyone knows what A Bug's Life is. I'm going to stop talking about it. Number eight on AMC+, Plus, we have Groundhog Day. It's February. We had Groundhog Day earlier this month. I watched it like two or three times at work on February 2nd. Seen it a million times. Bill Murray classic. He repeats the same day over and over again and learns to be a better person. And that's Groundhog Day on AMC+. Next, at number six, uh, this was based off Tristan's list. Uh, he had his list, I had mine. I have never heard of this movie. I don't know what it's about. It's called Thoroughbreds, and it's on Cinemax. And it's got Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, somebody else. Anya Taylor-Joy and Olivia Cook. If you like both those actresses, maybe check out Thoroughbreds. It was number four on Tristan's list, so he clearly likes it. And next on number five, uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime, we have The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, the story of Jordan Belfort, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, kind of his rise as this guy, uh, just struggling along until he becomes this big, big-time stockbroker. Uh, it's kind of a look at capitalistic society. It's a great performance by Leonardo DiCaprio. Long movie directed by Martin Scorsese, but he it's very fast-paced, so that movie's like over three hours, but when that movie's over, you do not feel like you've been sitting there for as long as you actually have. Uh, it's fun movie, I would say, in a way, but it's like dark. It's, it's a dark comedy. 
Uh, so if you haven't seen The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, check it out on Amazon Prime. Definitely not a kid-friendly movie, though. Uh, at number four, uh, we have The Elephant Man. Uh, that's on Fubo, a streaming service I don't even know uh, how to get. I assume it's free. It sounds free. It sounds like one of those free streaming services that have commercials. But if you know what Fubo is, maybe you work for Fubo. Tweet us at, at the hand plus and tell us about Fubo. And uh, so The Elephant Man stars John Hurt. Uh, and uh, Anthony Hopkins, based on the true story of John Merrick, Joseph Merrick, uh, kind of goes back and forth. I think in the movie calls him John Merrick, but in real life is Joseph Merrick or the other way around. Uh, but this man who was born with severe deformities and he becomes like a circus sideshow, circus sideshow until he's discovered by Anthony Hopkins, uh, who is a doctor and wants to study him. Uh, very good movie. I like it a lot. If I were to rank my top 25 favorite movies, I think it would be sitting just outside of it. But yeah, it's black and white, but it came out in the 80s. Uh, definitely check out The Elephant Man if you haven't. Uh, it's a dark, sad story. Uh, one of the all-time great movie lines. I am not an animal. I am a human being, but set with a lot more emotion than what I just did. And number three was number one on my list. Tristan didn't even have it on his list because he doesn't know how to make a good list. And that is Batman Begins, currently on HBO Max. It's the greatest Batman movie. It's a great action movie. Great performance by Christian Bale. And I think it's the movie that showcases Batman the best. And so, obviously, I feel like anyone, everyone has seen Batman Begins. But if you haven't seen it in a while, want to check it out again, uh, check it out on HBO Max. And if you have yet to watch Batman Begins... Uh, do so now. Turn off this podcast. Don't even bother listening to what two and one are on our list and go check out Batman Begins. And if you've seen Batman Begins, you're still uh, listening or watching this podcast, and I will tell you number two, and that is currently streaming on Disney+, and that is the 1994 classic, The Lion King. What else is there more to say? It spawned sequels, it spawned television shows, it's fun live-action remakes that are also getting a sequel, even though the live-action remake is trash. Uh, it's fun Broadway musicals. It's an all-time great movie. I don't know. I 1994 was a great year for movies, but I almost think uh, it should have been nominated for Best Picture. There's, It's fantastic. And uh, number one is a movie I don't know too many people have seen. It stars one of the greatest actors of our time, currently on Hulu, and that is the Nicolas Cage classic, Pig, uh, where Nicolas Cage stars as this top-level chef who kind of is gone down a little bit. He's now raises a pig that hunts truffles until he loses his pig, and he goes on a mission to be reunited with his pig. Wasn't exactly this high on my list, but Tristan and I both had it, and I believe he had it at number one. Uh, so it ultimately made it to number one on our list. If you haven't seen Pig, uh, check it out. I can understand certain people not liking it, but Tristan and I obviously both do because it made the number ten or made both of our number top ten streaming movies with an animal in the title, and that's Pig at number one. So with a quick refresher, just going down ten through one. We have 10, The Lobster on HBO Max, 9, Peanut Butter Falcon on Paramount Plus, 8, A Bug's Life on Disney Plus, 7, Groundhog Day on AMC Plus, 6, Thoroughbreds on Cinemax, 5, Wolf of Wall Street on Prime, 
4, The Elephant Man on Fubo, 3, Batman Begins on HBO Max, 2, The Lion King, 1994 version on Disney+, and 1, Pig, currently on Hulu. And that brings us to our final topic of the day, and that is our MVP of the week. And our MVP of the week is none other than, I have no idea, I put no thought into this, I forgot this was a segment last few weeks because there's nothing I've been watching. You know what? Tristan's not here to combat it. I don't know who else to pick. I could pick, oh, uh, so-and-so from Mandalorian or so-and-so from The Last of Us. I haven't been keeping up with The Last of Us. Mandalorian doesn't premiere till tonight. So, like I said, I've been watching Summer House, trying to keep up, haven't watched the newest season. Do I want to pick someone from Perfect Match? Does anyone from Perfect Match stand out? You have Francesca. No. No one. Does anyone from Perfect Match stand out? Shane, no. You know what? Kyle Summerhouse is our MVP of the week. He's fun. He likes to have a good time. Start his own alcohol company. So our MVP of the week is Kyle. From Summer House. Alright. And I threw up our thumbnail. Not our MVP of the week. There we go. Our MVP of the week is Kyle from Summer House. Alright. Without further ado. Uh, normally I would ask Tristan a random question right now. But he's not here. So I'm going to ask myself a random question. Joe. Grogu's going to have a voice. Who should voice Grogu? I think they're going to bring in Ashley Eckstein to voice Grogu. Random prediction that just popped in my head. But what would be fun is like a Jason Statham or Idris Elba. I think I asked Tristan that same question last week. Um, So, yeah, that's our show. We got in, we got out. I said it'd be 30 minutes. We're currently 30 minutes and 21 seconds. So, um, goodbye.